The following is a member of the Growler Media Podcast Network. Find out more at growlermedia.com. Comey Snake. Welcome back to Escape from New York Minute, where we celebrate and analyze the dystopian classic one minute at a time. I'm Eric Deutsch. And I'm Molly Balin. And joining us again, Rhode Island's favorite podcast <laughs> from the next <laughs> podcast, Sean German. Uh, hello, Eric. Hello, Molly. Hello, listeners. <laughs> Thanks for coming back. Those, those of you that, are, that came back. We have decided to keep Sean for his own safety from all the angry Rhode Islanders within Manhattan prison's walls in solitary confinement. Yeah, I'm I'm safer in the prison than without than than outside at this point. And we're in minute seventy seven, and this minute starts out with Snake and Slag approaching each other for round two, and it ends with Snake embedding a spiked bat in Slag's big bald head. <laughs> So, yeah, I tell you, I, I did yeah. not see uh, see the fight ending up this way because it definitely looks <laughs> like Snake is on the, the short end of the stick, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I got to point something out here about our friend Slag that I did not notice before. As he approaches Snake, I never realized he has a bunch of feathers hanging from the front of his uh, garment. Colored, bright colored feathers there. And it looks like, unless I'm mistaken, guys... Some kind of pattern in the shape of a heart? What? Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, wow, oh. what a wacky pair of trunks he's got on. Yeah, so, like, I guess they're, they're studs? I guess That make so, that yeah. heart shape around the, um, well, that center area. That yeah. Is, that, let's that let's is just feather. call it the center area. Let's yeah. just say the, the center, center area. area. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it would, it, would, it would go back to this being, you know, this is their major form of entertainment to kind of keep the one of the ways that Duke keeps, keeps the masses in line, keeps them entertained. And Slag is the star of the show. So he gets he gets his costume. He gets his fancy thing. I don't know if there's if there's like a scalping aspect of like the um, the feathers or whatever hanging off or they're like strands of hair from his vanquished foes. I don't know if that's if that's part of the costume and it gets it gets fuller each time, but uh, you know, presentation it's all it's all part of the part of the show. This crazy business we call show, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just love we we only get a little bit in the beginning of this minute before we flash back to to Brain and Maggie, but just Kurt Russell says so much. Without saying a thing. It's just mm-hmm. like oh, a, a bat with spikes. All right. If it's a bat with spikes, then it's a bat with spikes. Like, all right, we're, are we doing this? All right. I guess we're doing this. Let's go. Like he just, that he's, he's game. He's up for anything. If this is the way this game is played, he's going to play it. And like, I, I, I get all of that without him, just a nod of his head and just like the look on his face. And I'm right I, there with him. Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. Great physical acting there. You're right. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not from Rhode Island, so I have nothing. To 
Oh, all the Rhode Island magnets for you in your fridge now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, after those first few seconds, we cut back to Brain and Maggie breaking out the president. They're, they're leaving the room of Carnage, where they just killed everyone. <laughs> and just, I, I watched this few seconds here a bunch of times, and I cannot figure out. Did either one of you figure out why the president says, ouch? I thought because she's kind of pushing him with the gun. Okay. Because she's got the gun on her still, and that's what I... You can kind of see her shove him a little bit, like right around second nine to 11. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, yeah, I guess maybe she sticks the gun in his back or something. Yeah, I was trying to see, because he kind of, there's like a stutter, stutter step. I was trying to see if he, maybe he like trips on something or hits it, but... There doesn't seem to be, I mean, there's definitely stuff on the ground, but there's nothing that he hits or kicks. Right. You know, he doesn't hit anything with his shin. So, yeah, I think it's the gun in his back. So, yeah, I don't, and I don't know if they've taken the time to, like, fill him in on the plan. Probably not. I mean, you know, movie, you know, real-time-wise, this is probably 20 seconds after what we saw happen last minute when they take his arms on and he whips off the wig, you know? They probably immediately got him up and came out of the room. Yeah, and it definitely, it, it does seem like, she Maggie isn't just holding the gun up uh, in defense in case there's any of, of Duke's men around. It does seem like she is keeping it on the president. And also he seems um, sort of back to, you know, that zoned out traumatized look we saw. He had that brief flash, I guess, maybe just a general and adrenaline when he was first freed. He whipped off the whipped off the wig and seemed to come back to life. And now he's kind of back. He's He's just out on his feet. And uh, he's, you know, he's kind of just he's going where she steers him and he's kind of zonked out again just from, you know, the trauma of, uh, you know, he's he's had a rough day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can tell the way he's walking. He's like just like his arms are just flopping around. I mean, and I mean, it's just he literally says, ouch. I mean, it's not it's like. <laughs> right. He's, he's probably like, ah, he's like, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's a weenie, you know, and he's like <laughs> super like audible about it, which is why he gets shushed here. And he's just like a moron on all levels. Like, <laughs> keep it inside, bro. Like, keep it together. He's, you know, he's out of his element. He's a different kind of criminal. He's, you know, he's 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 a politician. <laughs> yeah. He's, I mean, he's definitely, you know, I, I'm, I, I don't know too much about his presidency, but I'm gonna just go ahead and assume he's he is some sort of criminal. But he's a different kind of. He's not a, you know, he's the criminal that will will take your money with a pen, not with a gun, kind mm. of thing. So. Yeah, he's getting to see how the other half steals. That's such a compassionate response. Be like, oh, you're just, you're the wrong kind of criminal for this environment, sir. It's a really balanced reaction to him. <laughs> I, you know, that's, I, I try to see it from all sides. I try to, you know, walk in the other criminal's shoe for a change. <laughs> you're just a white collar criminal. What can we expect of you? I guess saying ouch loudly to alert yeah. some, like, you know, yeah. Ch- Channing Tatum, like, Bo Derek, not Bo Derek, Bo, Derek. Bo, Bo Duke. <laughs> There's a guy who looks like from the Dukes of Hazard that we're coming up on here, who's kind of like, hmm. Oh, the guy who's actually literally, like, first we have the president actually say ouch, now we have a guy who's thinking, so we have to make sure that we know he's thinking. How do we know? He's got his hand on his chin. Yeah, he literally... He's 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 not quite twisting whiskers, but he's one step away from yeah. He's he's got his hand on his chin, so oh, he must be thinking. Think of that one on here. Uh, and then we're back to our big fight. Snake and Slag are really going at it. Those 
spiked clubs are swinging around. The garbage can cover shields are getting lots of use. And Snake, is he's very much on the defensive here. I mean, Slag is aggressive, and Snake is trying his best just to survive. Yeah, and well, Slag is big. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, Snake's on the defensive. It looks like he's getting in about one shot for every three that he's taking. Yeah, this is Drago versus Rocky here. <laughs> Although it looks like, I didn't think, it looks like he, um, Snake must have gotten at least one shot in. Because I, last minute, I don't think Slag had the um, the wound on the side of his face. Okay, yeah. About- so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because at about, they, they cut away to the crowd at one point and there, there's, a lo- there's a long shot and Slag has no marks on his face. And they show the crowd for like a couple of seconds cheering and they cut back to the shot and it's a close-up of the two of them fighting and he's got these red streaks on his face implying Snake got him in the face. But we never actually see that. And, and, mm-hmm. and so, which is kind of a bummer because I, I, I would have liked to have seen that. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, because it's, well, it has to be, I mean, I would assume like relatively serious just because it's it's the face, it's the head, but it can't be too serious because he's still fighting. You know, normally a, a spike to the face. I, I know I'd, I'd be tapping out. Yeah, well, I'm not going to, hey, I'm not going to, I'm not pretending to be a tough guy. I'm a podcaster. If I take a, a spike <laughs> back to the face, the fight's over. Well, we um, are not slag. Yeah. Yeah. Around. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm 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 brain in this situation. If I'm anyone that's still alive, if yeah, and that's that's pushing it to think I'd live this long. But um, yeah, so Snake must have got in at least a glancing blow to draw blood. Assuming that is Slag's blood, and it's not, it's not that Slag got Snake, and then this just the splatter hit him. It does look like it is actually Slag's blood. Although it just it just made him mad. <laughs> like it hasn't really slowed him down at all. Like, oh, like if you hit this guy, you gotta, you gotta make a count. You gotta take him down. Otherwise, you just, you just piss him off. Mm-hmm. And there's a great quote from Kurt Russell about this specific part of the fight. I know we talked last week about how um, Ox Baker, the actor, was mm-hmm. just too rough, and he really did not know how to pull his punches. And then he, he was like beating the shit out of the stuntman, basically. And, and Kurt Russell had to, had to tell him, listen, you, you got to calm down. You're, you're going to hurt me. So about this specific part of the fight, though, here's the quote from Kurt Russell. He said, that day was a nightmare. All I did was swing a spike bat at that guy and get swung at in return. He threw a cash, a cash, he threw a trash can in my face about five times. Whoa. I could have wound up in pretty bad shape. So, I mean, Ox Baker really, like, he got too into the scene. I mean, this was method acting at its finest. Ooh. What? It it comes through. I mean, suck it up, Kurt. Come on. <laughs> Art is pain. <laughs> you know? Genius is suffering. Don't you know that? Um, and I'm a, I was a little surprised to hear that because this guy had done some wrestling, like professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, and that's what he mostly was known for. And so it, yeah, it's so, strange that he didn't know how to do that i agree yeah though to a, to a certain extent there there is pain involved there is um you know obviously real physical contact in in professional wrestling even if certain parts of it are scripted and i guess there's probably also not a lot of spiked bats and trash cans <laughs> you know, maybe he's more like a folding chair he has more control he wasn't quite sure how to work the, the trash can lid I wonder also if, you know, he's used to wrestling with someone else who is also a professional wrestler and therefore knows how uh, 
to go with the flow, and since Kurt Russell and his stuntman are actors and stuntmen and not wrestlers, to them it was very rough, but maybe (laughs) it really wasn't. Right. He's like, what are you talking about? I was pulling my punch. (laughs) (laughs) What is this little little guy talking about here? Yeah, yeah, that's certainly possible. He's, He's used to someone who is used to getting hit. Because um, mm. I'm sure if he really was going all out, it'd be a much different story. Although right. maybe it would have been more exciting. Oh, this is you know this is pretty good. And then uh, at one point the uh, the bats get tangled, like yeah. the spikes get ripped up. Um, you know, kind of the the two or the spikes of the two bats get caught. And I wonder, um, as as we'll see at the end of this minute, there is not going to be another round. <laughs> but like, what would is there another set of weapons? So they started with just plain bats and then they pulled the bats and they get the, the spiked bats. Would there be a, you know, if, uh, you know, if these guys had survived a couple more minutes, would there be another shift and like another upgrade in the weapons? Mm. Ooh. Okay. I'm, my vote is they would have brought in axes. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I, same here. That's yeah. I was thinking, well, I had two things in mind. My first thought was axe. And then my second thought was, like giant hammers, mm, like the, oh, or like cool. like the mallets you use if you go to a um uh, if you've ever been to a carnival that has like you hit a mallet and then it <laughs> shoots a you know it shoots something up to hit it not to ring a bell like those kind of giant mallets maybe that but yeah first thought I uh, think but, a mallet would be more entertaining because you could just like you know crush someone's kneecap with it or something yeah well I'm also thinking they. They're not interested in a fair fight. You know, it, it is about the entertainment. And as it goes on and as the fighters get more tired, I'm guessing most of the challengers are, are kind of snake size, that they're generally smaller than slag. So if you get a bigger, heavier weapon, that kind of the advantage goes to the bigger, heavier fighter. So mm. if you come out with these huge mallets that have these, you know, heavy things at the end, um, you know, Slag's got more weight to to swing that around, and then yeah, if you land, you land a good headshot with one of those. Um, you, you better hope everyone had their their hepatitis, uh, you know, inoculation. <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be messy. But uh, yeah, like like you said in the beginning, Eric, we're we don't get another round. Yeah, uh, after their bats cling, uh, Ox or, or Slag, I mean, Chuck Snake to the ground, and you know overconfidence can really screw you up, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Slag is so overconfident. He chucks his shield out of the way. He goes in very, very slowly. He's going to be all theatrical, like you said, Sean. This is about entertainment for everybody. He's going to be entertaining with his kill. He goes in, raises his arms up slowly to bring the killing blow down. His showmanship and his his need for crowd approval is what does him in. Yeah. Yeah, he goes a little bit too big. He get yeah, two-handed on the bat overhead, yep. and that just opens up the midsection. Snake comes in. He goes low, gets behind him, comes high, back of the head. Came over, man. That's all she wrote. <laughs> Is Snake playing possum here, or he's just so wasted he's gathering it up for one last shot? I don't. Yeah, I, I think this is like sincere on his. I, I yeah, I don't think he's playing possum. He gets thrown down and. Although he, you know, he kind of leverages it. You know, we say Snake is—he's a fighter, but he's also a thinker. And then he realizes, well, I'm down. I can use this position, and he launches himself up into, you know, Slag's midsection. That one shot to stun him long enough that he can get behind. Um, 
but yeah, I, I don't think this is I don't think this is part of the plan until he's down mm. and then he sees that Slag has opened up, um, you know, has, has opened, you know, has kind of dropped his defenses and then he's able to, you know, come together really quick. But I, yeah, I don't think there's any any possum playing here. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it is, it's it's a good job. And I love after Snake gets the spikes into his stomach and we then get a shot of Slag slightly out of focus in the front as Snake is behind him in focus about to bring the bat into, into the back of his head. And I love Slag with the tongue hanging out. <laughs> it just it, it, it cracked me up and it's just like... <laughs> and then Snake brings that spike into his head and there is such a gross noise. <laughs> as he, I, It's just like... A metallic squishing or something like that. It is such a nasty noise. You just you can hear the brain getting <laughs> spiked. It's so nasty. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I've yeah, I've, I've seen the movie many, many times, and I, I watched this minute over and over again, taking notes, preparing for the podcast, and like, it, and I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I've seen it before. <laughs> I just watched the minute five minutes ago. I watch it again, and then every time it happens, I'm like, oh, yeah, right at that. <laughs> That it's yeah, the mix of the metal, the spikes, and just the of gushy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Hollywood magic. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of Hollywood magic, I mean, he had a piece of padding on the back of his head uh, to absorb the blow. But Kurt Russell and John Carpenter both said that Ox Baker was a little on the edge for this stunt. He was Ooh. he was actually a bit nervous. I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, now you're nervous. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Been checking trash cans at people all day, but now, okay, now shit got real. Okay. Yeah, I think it's pretty amazing. And we'll talk about this also because this this moment bridges into next minute as well. And so um, when we get to next minute, I'm going to reference these last couple of seconds as well because there's some interesting continuity that happens uh, in the editing. Uh, it's, it's I, actually it's it's a little bit of a screw up, but you'll we can talk about it next minute. But I, I do think separately from that, I find it pretty interesting that there's a bat with I don't know what are they like three inch nails, and that you know when he swings and gets him in the midsection, that he is able to like pull that out as quickly as he does to be able to swing around in the back of his head, and there isn't like the gore, which would be kind of like my expectation. You know what I'm saying? Because usually when you see, and I guess we got a little bit of that with Romero, but you know, usually when people get stabbed, it's hard to pull out the the instrument after that, and he just yanks it right out and then you know hits him in the back of the head. And we don't see much like spray or gore, and I think that's kind of unique to this because I think in other movies we would probably have seen, you know, even though you get the sound effect that's really gross, we don't see much visual, you know? Right. Yeah, we only see it from the front. We don't see what it looks like the bat being in his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I wonder if um, it almost looks like there's a belt, like, like, so slag is wearing, you know, some kind of wrestling tight. And then there's the thing, you know, the, the heart, the studded feathered thing, which almost looks like a belt that's over that. Maybe that offers a certain amount of protection that mm. what stunned him was just, just like the force to it was the force to his diaphragm that kind of stunned him for the moment. It was not the actual spikes. Um, Cause I did think it does look like, or at least to my eye, there is a bit of a hesitation when snake pulls the bat away from slags midsection. 
like I got the feeling like it's kind of, you know, there's a little bit of a jerk, like it really was stuck there. But like you said, we don't see any, um, we don't see any gore. So maybe the spikes themselves just kind of stuck in his leather belt. Mm. And, and, and the thing that's, that, that stuns slag is just the force and that the, um, the spikes themselves don't go into his stomach. Mm. So that's why there's, I don't know. I'm just, you know, but there is definitely, it's, it's of this minute. It's a, you know, it's like second 56, 57. There definitely is kind of like a hesitation and then a sudden jerk when, when the back gets pulled away, that gave me the impression that, yeah, like the spikes are stuck in into something there. Yeah. I see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I assume there's, you know, it, it, it must've been a spike that hit the back of a head because snake actually lets go of the bat and it's still stuck. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So that definitely yeah. went in. So that definitely is not just the the blow. It's it's the spike too. Um, yeah, uh, that that noise can only be metal entering skull. Mm. Yeah, it gets bone and brain and Ugh. gushy. Yeah, so good foley work to uh, yeah, it's working mm-hmm. this minute. Yeah, and we get a little bit of crowd reaction here at the end. Where everyone's like, oh, it's registering to them that actually Slag just went down. So there's this <laughs> slow rolling realization and you start to get the quieting of the crowd as we end this minute. Yeah, right at the very end, it cuts and you see that, yeah, that you hear the cheer stop. You can see like the hands that were up in cheer, they're starting to come down and it's... What's yeah? What's the reaction? Are they going to rush the stage? Are they going to well? Are they going to rush the you know rush ru- rush the arena and hoist Snake up on their on their shoulders? Are they going to rush the arena and tear him apart because he he killed the uh, the hometown favorite? Like what what is going on here? Yeah, what's you don't need a crowd, so you don't know what they're going to do. It's crazy, <laughs> dangerous situation. Snake yeah, should not be here. This is nice, dangerous. Get nice, out. Nice end of the minute cliffhanger we have here for this episode. <laughs> cliffhanger yeah it's almost I, like I, they... makes me think of uh the rancor in return of the jedi everybody's <laughs> like woohoo look yeah, that rancor's gonna eat another guy oh shit <laughs> the crowd just immediately shuts up when luke kills the rancor like, yeah Aww. did not see that coming. <laughs> do you guys think that if if this movie were made today that you know this is actually a very it's not a long fight scene at all i mean Mm-mm. this it's just, it's over the parts of only about three minutes. We discussed it a bit yesterday, today, and then I, I guess our last minute last week is when it started. So it's a very – and there's the stuff with uh, Brain and Maggie getting out the president in, in the, the middle. I feel like if this movie were made today, this would be like a long major set piece of the movie, like a five-minute long you know, elaborate fight scene. Just, oh, just yeah. Just I have, you know? Yeah, I 100% agree. And in fact, that's why I find it really unique is that it yeah. is, I mean, Jesus Christ, the gypsy walked down the hallway for more time. <laughs> you know, than this actual fight scene takes place. So yeah, I agree with you. I think now you're absolutely right. I think this would have been a huge money pit. And it would have been like a, a big uh, crowning achievement of physicality. But it's really just kind of like a bump in the road on the way out, you know. And that's just yeah. kind of cool about it, too. I, I dig it that it's short. Yeah, well, I, yeah. And I think of an, uh, another movie that's just, what, about four years after this. You know, you're, you're, you're talking about, well, they do this today. But um, in 1985 with Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, mm. there's the fight between Max and, um, and Blaster. Which is a you know similar. It's our hero is 
he's in shape, but he's a much littler guy. He's little, littler than the guy he's going up against. He's going up against a big guy. And yeah, that, that fight goes on for, for a bit longer than this does. Um, maybe that's just like, though, as time goes on, these kind of fights get longer and longer. Sean, one more time, where can people find you out in the interwebs? Um, well, yeah, uh, you could always find my stuff at catandshawn.org. And as, as Eric mentioned, I have uh, a new podcast starting up called The Next Scene. And uh, very timely, we're doing uh, it's a podcast with uh, myself and my brother Brian. And we're going to be covering Home Alone in six parts in the weeks leading up to Thanksgiving. So if Yay! you go to uh, nextscenepod.com as uh, the website, and you can kind of the links and sign up there and uh and come on by check it out home alone it's a great yeah great holiday movie so we decided that'd be a good way to to kick off the podcast and and kick off the uh kind of end of year winter holiday season next scene pod.com excellent 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 home alone is a i don't know i kind of keep considering it like a a newer classic a newer holiday classic i guess <laughs> but it's really not because like macaulay culkin's like 40 now so maybe it's not as <laughs> recent but yeah uh, i mean it's it's not yeah it's not you know uh it's a wonderful life or miracle on 34th street but it came out in 1990 so it's it's yeah it's not as new as, as it used to be time is marching on <laughs> as it does one minute at a time one minute at a time well you can follow us on twitter we're at ny minute pod also we have a facebook group brains library the escape from new york minute hangout and i want to give a little gratitude shout out to our pod fathers pete and alex of star wars minute who helped to pioneer the movies by minutes format of which this podcast is based and with that Be on time, stay out of the sewers, and we'll meet you on the other side of the wall.